guess we are going. Um, yeah, welcome to the chill episode three, I believe. Today we're talking about ghosts. Um, more specifically, trying to probably convince me that ghosts exist to a point, or spirits, or all that sort of thing. Because I'm a pretty hard disbeliever in ghosts. I don't think any of us like fully believe in ghosts. I think we just have a little story or two to tell yeah. each, and and just have a little conversation about it. I think me and you are definitely more on the fence than Joe. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty like. It's hard to explain my position, but I'm kind of like I don't believe in them, but I'm scared of them. Yeah, it's like um, everything vibrates at a frequency, right? And not everything we can see. Like uh, there's a there's a wireless signal right now sending, you know, um, data and everything. We can't see it. Doesn't mean it's not there. So like that opens my mind to think that there is, you know, there is things that we yeah. can't we can't see. We can only see a certain. We can only see the frequency of light, right? And we can only hear a certain frequency of sound. I guess. Um, I don't. I don't know how their senses of like feeling goes into that. Like, is is frequency related to to touch? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, I, I guess it's not necessarily from my fact that I've not seen one before. Because I do certainly understand what you're saying, and I do kind of believe what you're saying in like other realms of life. Um, I don't know. I guess it's more of the conventional ghost of like you know a spooky sort of translucent figure that kind of floats around. Oh yeah, haunted yeah. houses and stuff like that, like Scooby Doo style. Yeah, um, and even like maybe more, yeah, more um, elaborate than that as well. But the sort of general like you know, or when people say I went to um, an haunted house and you know they were creaking floorboards and then like stuff were flying off shelves and stuff, and it's like I have a hard time believing it. And I think for a lot of people as well, it's like a good thing to have ghosts. So if you want to believe something, then you will believe it, and you'll find a way to make something work for your belief. Oh yeah, yeah, mate. Just look at like, might get some hate for this, but like, look, look at religion in a sense, and yeah. and like, how religions evolved, but they've still had loads of followers, you know, and you kind of. I don't really want to attack any religion, so just look at religions from the past that are no longer really around now. And people genuinely believed it, you know, lived their lives by it from birth to death. Yeah. Um, just because they wanted faith, they wanted something to believe in. It's the same with with ghosts, you know, and, and there's, there's many other kind of subjects like this that people believe in. Um. So how should we do this? Should we, like... Go around the table and well, Sam, Sam's like passively mentioned a few, um, few experiences to me earlier. Um, I don't know if we've ever had a conversation about actual ghost encounters before. Um, but apart maybe... from in the pub last night, yeah, <laughs> but Sam can kick us off, I think, because he had a pretty interesting story. The one about um, a relative that was like a pretty hard non believer. Oh, yeah, um. So my um, my nan, um, when she lost uh, her husband, um, she's the most skeptical. She's she's just really skeptical about um, anything to do with religion, um, spirits, anything anything like around that sort of nature. And um, shortly after my granddad passed, um, she could she could hear like. Walking down the down the hallway and stuff, and like my nan's house, it's like the um, the hallway's really long, and it's like um, it's one of them kind of like the floorboards, as you say, one of those houses where 
every step you're you're hearing. You can't yeah. you can't be discreet walking around. And for her to be living alone at the time and to hear this and she said that she was in bed and like she was terrified. Like but at the same time she's always persisted to say to me that ghosts can't harm people. And that's the way I think she's kind of dealt with that experience which I, I, I'm not sure with, I personally believe that that could just be, um, just bereavement and like just emotion making her think it's that. Whereas realistically it could just be creaky floorboards mm. and whatnot. And I think she's tried to, um, kind of use it as a, a coping mechanism, but at the same time, she's not had an experience since. And it was so close to his death that makes me think that maybe it was maybe a um, partially dreaming, maybe. Um, And and no one else has had experiences in that house. So I'm I'm not... uh... But then again, going back to uh, one of our other podcasts, like what what are dreams? And are dreams just a figment of the mind or are they actually something, something else? You know, like may- maybe it was just a dream, but that doesn't mean that, you know, her, her husband hasn't reached out to her in such a way. That's a, that's a very good point. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of stuff like that is it's so easy to explain it away. And um, I don't really like to have that approach, but that's like instantly what my mind sort of jumps to is like, like what you were saying, you know, creaky floorboards are creaky floorboards, you know, like it happens, it's not. Is it, like what's more likely that you've just got a creaky house or that there's like some supernatural being walking around and as you were saying as well you know like it's a person would attach that to like a recent bereavement yeah as, a, as like a coping mechanism and stuff yeah but I also think with it being so <clears throat> close to the the death of uh, of, your, of your granddad um, that like what if there's a kind of transitioning period and he came to say bye yeah so I hear a lot of stuff about that as well. And I do kind of, like, get that a bit more. That's more convincing to me. Yeah. You know, than, like, when people say, they go to these, like, most haunted places or whatever, and then, you know, they try and spend a night there and they can't because everything's making a noise, you know. It doesn't necessarily mean that there's a ghost. Yeah. That means it's old. I think to a certain extent as well, when you go looking for ghosts, you're going you're gonna to make a ghost happen. Yeah. You're going to in one way or another I mean with these most haunted shows obviously a lot of them do get debunked and like exposed because you know they are kind of fraudulent however like if you want to hear a creak in the night you're going to hear a creak in the night and your mind will play tricks on you so I I guess it's one of those things that kind of has to happen naturally and I ever tell you about the time I was in a hotel with a whole crew from um, an American version of uh, Most Haunted? No. They got me so drunk, mate. And um, so I I obviously asked them, like, how much truth is it to it? And it was like, at the end of the day, mate, we've got to make a show, you know? So I don't don't believe in ghosts. I've been running this show for, like, two years. Um, and I've not seen anything that makes me believe in ghosts, but we've got to make a show about ghosts. So, you know, without actually telling me it was kind of staged, like it was kind of telling me it was kind of staged. 
And that's another thing, like, if people have to fake it that much, then why, you know, surely then it's... If, it, if like, this many people have died in history of everything ever, then there'd be, like, an abundance of ghosts, really. So, like, surely, like, to have, like, one experience that's, just, that's documented or, you know, just some sort of, like, you know, more um, believability behind it, mm. you know? I, I just think, why why is it not more, like, the why is the evidence not more readily available? If, like, so many people as well claim to have it. Yeah. I've got I've got two little <coughs> stories to share that brings us on to two different kind of conversations in uh, in in a tangent. So I don't know if uh, you want me to say one and then pass it back over to to one of you two guys and then bring it back for 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 another discussion. Yeah. Um, I'll start with uh, an experience I had. I must have been no older than ten, no younger than eight, around eight to ten, um, and it was time when we were living in this house and. Um, I used to like feel that there was somebody walking along the 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 landing all the time, and like if it it would follow and say I went into my room, it would never enter my room, it would never cross the door, but it would stay there, and I just felt a presence, you know, like when you're being watched. Um, and then when the lights were off, I felt like I could see a silhouette, and I always had to close my door. Um, and then there was one night where I was just like I was I was so like scared and I would just scream you know leave me alone I was in on the in the house on my own like it wasn't like my parents had just left me at like eight or ten years old they were like they they were so it was like a close-knit neighborhood um so they were like next door um and and that was just kind of how it, how it went then really um or at least I think they were next door I, w- I was young um so yeah, I was I was pretty convinced there was a presence in that house, but once I'd actually like been like leave me alone, like it 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 just wasn't there anymore. That's interesting. Yeah. So it's not necessarily something that like you saw. It's something that you more felt until you saw the silhouette. Even the silhouette was like a shadow, and like, I mean, what is a shadow? A shadow is uh, a shadow is the absence of light in in a lit room. So to see a, a kind of shadow where there is no light it's just like weird like yeah. a kind of a silhouette like saying, in a yeah. black hole kind of thing it's just it's not something that makes sense it's uh, like different degrees of darkness isn't it i guess yeah which, which doesn't make sense it's darkness it's darkness yeah when light isn't there because like as a kid i had to sleep in the dark which is a bit weird most kids like need some kind of light like i need complete darkness um, yeah, most kids do. My boys need a need a nightlight today, uh, and it doesn't bother me now. Um, but back then, I needed complete darkness, um, and that gets me thinking about like um, when you hear a lot of people who have come back from passing, and and a lot of the times they tend to say that there was like there was offered a choice. And obviously those people chose to come back. And I always wonder what happens when the body can no longer sustain life, but you, you're not willing to pass. Well, is that like the sort of purgatory thing? Like limbo? I guess so. I, um, I, just, I just thought that could open up to an interesting conversation. Like, um, what, what does, you know, almost like so. I'm a firm believer in, in in the soul. I don't think we're the body we are. You know, 
I think we're all we're all equal and we're all one and it, and it's more of a dynamic thing not a physical thing um which is why we die like yeah. if it were just the body like um it would require the the body to decay like a flower for us to die whereas like there's a a shut off point something like leaves the body in a sense and to me that's like kind of proves the soul in a way yeah i get what um, you're saying so like that soul goes somewhere and then if it if if this non-physical this formless thing um doesn't this this i don't it, it's, it's unexplainable really like but like sort of. if it refuses to pass over to to infinite formless reality um but what where does it go yeah I mean, you've had a few. You've told me a few stories about people that you know that have died, and um, and come back. Like you know, it's not like unheard. It's not like infrequent that that happens to people. You know, people who have heart attacks, especially and stuff, can die in hospital and then you know get resuscitated. And um, but I feel like everyone you've mentioned who's done that, and any story I've heard about it, when people have died, they've always wanted to like just let go and just be dead. Okay, like, there, there is no, one story that comes to mind like that. Yeah, I mean, you told me one. Um, I think you've told me a couple, actually. And then um, there were one, um, my girlfriend's granddad um, had a heart attack. Uh, well, no, great-granddad, sorry, um, had a heart attack. Um, and died more than once, like, in this sort of hospital session. Um, he lived through it, but... Um, he died at this point, and um, he said he was going towards, like, you know, the light sort of thing, like, literally going towards the light, and he said that um, that his wife who passed was there as well, and she was like, um, no, you like you need to go back and stuff, but he, like, wanted to go to obviously, like, be there, but, like, you were told to go back, and then went back. Okay. That's, that, that's kind of strange as well, because, like, he was being resuscitated. Yeah. But somebody was keeping his heart beating. Yeah. Um yeah. There's a there's a there's another story I'd like to share and like so when I was a kid I was obviously a bit curious about ghosts because of this silhouette thing that, that I'd seen. And I once read that like nature can record events, especially if, if something happens over and over again. So for example, um if in a house a woman looks out the window at like eight o'clock every morning for like fifteen minutes for like years and years after she's gone, the the environment will imitate that. Sounds really strange. It's not something I could really get my head around. But when we moved into a house and the first night, my mom woke up panicking, thinking that a train was going to run straight through the house, like the house was shaking. And it was like the most surreal thing ever. And then uh, a little bit later on, uh, later that day, they were talking to some neighbours and uh, found out that actually a train line used to run through that street and probably straight through the house that we were living in. That's and it's just like craziness. And like, I, I wonder if that uh, is like, you know, the, the environment recording events in, in, in a weird sense. And then if, if you think that like, going back to a theory I always like to go back to where like um, time is a mental construct and like everything is, the only thing that exists is the present this this moment right now like everything that ever will happen ever has happened the the big bang and the end of the universe is just in a 
spark of a moment and we're just unraveling it in the in the present um so like the, a train was running through the house in in that theory you know yeah which is pretty crazy and and i wonder if uh a lot of people that see ghosts it's it's kind of that thing where um the the kind of reality i don't know is it like reality is glitching in a way i'd i'd, I'd agree and I'd, I'd say that um for for how long the earth has been here um however many billions of years or whatever you believe um that that train line couldn't have been there less than a hundred years ago right well it was um, it was like an industrial train line, you know, like back in the day, um, there would have been specific train lines that maybe just ran coal, and, yeah. and and then obviously when we stopped using coal as a form of energy, the train line was was just derelict, and then they built on top of it. But like re- realistically, like in the in the grand scale of time, for how long this Earth has been there, like that was. If you broke it down and if you stretched it to an hour, if you put the whole of the Earth's timeline on an hour and stretch three billions an hour, it'd have, it'd have been there a second, like milliseconds ago. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And I agree, like I'm, yeah, I believe that maybe the energy from that could still be there, you know, like rather than, and I, I believe like it, we probably lose the energy of certain environments over thousands of years and. Or not as new society builds and as as new things get built on top of it. That's why we're constantly building on dead bodies, really, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, realistically, that's that's all we're ever doing, and that's all we ever have done. Like for how long the Earth's been here and how many people have been here, near enough every spot you walk on, more more than likely have had someone buried underneath there at some point in their life. So I guess it's hard to say that it, it couldn't happen, you know. Mm. It's just dawned on me that um, the event that I've explained with my mom, she was sleeping. The event with your grandma was sleeping, and it makes me question even more. Like you know, kind of what what are dreams, and and is, is it is there a way where um, this other realm, this dream realm, and and reality merge uh, yeah. in a weird way? But this is where you get on to like like with the dreams podcast as we were saying when we were talking about Insidious. Obviously, they they drawn they made it into a horror film, but mm-hmm. that is kind of what they were saying. They crossed the aspects of the dead and dreams, and mixed them together to to make this this terrifying thing. Because you got to think at some point somebody didn't know what a ghost was. You know, what I mean, like there wasn't a word for a ghost. It was just you know, like, the first ever ghost sighting, whenever it was, whenever, like, that person... It was probably before we had pen and paper, to be honest. A hundred percent. And this is the thing, like, um, how do you tell the difference between a dream and a ghost when there isn't any proper definitions for either of them? Like, we've really glamorised ghosts like we've made ghosts a thing we've we've commercialized it for halloween yeah. and stuff like that mm-hmm. ghosts years ago would have been probably terrifying you know everyone you know witch hunts this sort of thing anything to do with the dead anything like that it was it was outlawed you know like you could have talked about it if you were involved in it you were like being part of that satanic sort of like thing and like you could be well I mean you could be burned at the stake and stuff for even playing around with the dead and stuff like that 
So I, I think, like, I've kind of gone off at the tangent, but, like, we've really, we've made ghosts a thing rather than ghosts actually being a thing. Yeah. Okay. Like, I totally agree as well. We've at least made ghosts, um, like, like scary, like horror, horror-type ghosts. Yeah, because, like, when you think, when someone says, like, ghost, what, I feel like people have got different definitions. Like, for you, as you were saying at the beginning, it, is it, like, an energy? And, you know... Is it, or is it something like visible? Is it something like Scooby Doo type shit? Or is it, you know? Mm. Um, so, what what would you say is a ghost? Like, in your opinion, when someone says, Have you ever seen a ghost? What do you instantly like think of? Oh, I, I go back to just that, that moment, like, that happened over, I mean, that this happened over months, the corridor thing um, yeah. on the landing. Um, that, that's what I go to. Like, do I believe in ghosts? No, but do I believe in the, the the spirit? Do I believe in there are things that are in this reality that we can't see or hear? Yes to both of those. So by default, like possibly, like I'm I'm open to the discussion. I'll say, but yeah. like, do I in concrete believe in ghosts? No. See, I I'd always um like. When I think of ghosts, and I, I always believe like the ghost, the idea of ghosts really should be incredible. You know, like you've lost a loved one and you have that opportunity to talk to them again. So whenever I think of ghosts, I always think of a, a positive sort of connotations behind ghosts. However, like I know there's a lot of, um, there's different definitions when it comes to ghosts. So you have, um, you have, you have ghouls and yeah. and then to the extent of poltergeists, which is where it starts to turn sinister. And yeah. that's kind of where the the fear comes from. Because if, if you look like um so Ed and Ed and Lorraine Warren, um, the two American uh ghost hunters, like yeah. they're famous, um they're the the duo who inspired the Conjuring films, Annabelle, that sort of stuff. Now they have a um, they have a museum which is in their house in um, New Hampshire, I believe. Now, inside there they have the original Annabelle doll. They have they have a a whole number of supposedly haunted items. Now, for like a priest has to come to bless that that house once a week. Now, that is what scares me. That's what I see as poltergeist stuff. Would you go? Would I go? Yeah, 100%. When you feel like, you know, an item is haunted, how does that work? You know, because I've I've seen this about that original um, Annabelle doll before, and I've always wondered, like, how is an item in itself, like, haunted? Like possession. Yeah. Um, I imagine there's... um, there's, there's different ways people people say um obviously if you're a believer in like roman spirits and um spirits that can actually to a certain extent touch um i imagine it'd be um I, you'd probably have to perform some kind of ritual yeah. i believe um to to try and like inseminate a, an object with with a with a spirit 
in a sense, everything um, is like resting energy, right? In order for something to, to physically be here, it must have an electron whizzing around, and, and that's like energy. So, um, is, 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 could there be something into that? Like, yeah. this this table is technically moving, it's vibrating, even though, like, we see it as lifeless. Yeah. There is some form of life there, you know. Yeah. There's some kind of output of energy in order for us to touch it, to feel it, to taste it, uh, to hear it, you know. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think that would probably be um, how something like that would happen. Maybe, um, um, I know with the way the Annabelle film makes it out, is the, the girl, she's, she's dying, like holding the doll. And then when she cries, she um, it's like blood. And then the blood seeps into the doll's eye. Right. And that's how, I guess that's the transferring energies from her to the inanimate object, like you said. Like, I imagine if, if you were to die... Uh, that's a bit Hollywood, though. Yeah, yeah, of course, 100%. Like, no, no one dies and, like bleeds that perfectly onto a doll like straight into the eye like that just doesn't happen but like if, if god forbid i was to just slump out across this desk now you could have like a, a haunted desk keep it on on the hollywood subject though there's like chucky where it's like a, a kind of ritual to to possess things yeah. and and that's a that's that's a, like a legit believed thing by lots of people yeah yeah it is and if you look at voodoo um voodoo like magic that sort of thing black magic um there's a lot of that um it's kind of scary it is um, it is I'd, I'd i don't want to believe it but at the same time some of these um some of these rituals are <laughs> it's it's one of them where like when masses of people like believe in something it's it's it's, it's worth at least paying attention to like i was thinking um i wonder when like ghosts first became a thing and and the first thing in my head was uh the day of the dead the mexican festival so uh just while um sam was talking a little earlier i i you know tried to find out when the the day of the dead started and it almost like predates the modern calendars and stuff um it's it says in in, in google which is obviously always 100 percent correct uh, <laughs> um, the Day of the Dead celebrated uh, in Mexico developed from ancient traditions among its pre-Columbian cultures so it predates the country Colombia like that's ghosts um, people have, have believed in spirits since before we gave them a name I think so yeah it's I can imagine it's kind of crazy if you looked into some, like, Egyptian hieroglyphics or something, the Egyptians were incredibly smart. I, I would not be surprised if, if they had something somewhere in their history to do with ghosts or writings or whatnot. They definitely believed that the soul passes over. Yeah. They definitely believed in a form of afterlife. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, like, uh, there's a thing to do with why the organs were in different pots, and my my mind's kind of blanking on on why that is. Um, you know, they took yeah. took all the organs out of the body and and they oh, put them, yeah. they preserved them in 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 a certain way, and I think that was so they could take them with them. Maybe they yeah. didn't decay with the body or something like that. See, there's there's an Egyptian. Um, it's 
it's like a, a law, a folklore sort of thing. And it's um, when you die, um, you go to the, the gates of wherever, mm-hmm. and um, basically they measure your heart against a feather. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if the feather is heavier than your heart, I believe you get... Oh, no, if it's the same... You can get you can get through, but if if you've done bad in your life and stuff, like your heart will wait more, and then you don't get to pass through. Isn't that also a bit like Christianity, where you 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 kind of weighed up with your sins, yeah and, yeah, and what you have and haven't repented for, and stuff like that. And then like um, yeah, like where where does that where but where do you go when um, you don't get through? I mean, I, I don't necessarily believe in that form of afterlife. No. I, th- I think that, like, regardless of whether you um, are the worst human being in the world or you're a, a Mother Teresa, like, we, we, we are all one. We, whether you're, you're, you're a tree, the flower that grows, the bees, the humans. I, I personally believe that... that at our core essence that that we are like one branch of the same so we go back to 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 infinite um, um space and and go and learn our next lesson which brings me to kind of believe in reincarnation in a sense but not in the yeah. generic sense that reincarnation is um you know simple physics will tell you that Energy cannot die; it can only transform. And we are, it, we if we're nothing, we are energy, right? Like, the w- what are we? We're able to to move. We're able to ourselves move. That means we are energy. So, yeah, I think I, I was saying to Sam as well last night. Um, I, I kind of agree with you on the sort of reincarnation thing, but not in the generic sense of like, oh, if you're a good person, then you'll come back as you know. Whatever's the Dalai Lama. Yeah, but if you're a bad person, you'll come back as a snail or whatever. Yeah. Um, mainly because it's like how you know, you could be, you could be born as like the perfect sort of species or whatever. But you could still have a pretty bad life, and vice versa. You could be born as like something that people regard as disgusting, like a slug. But you could like have a really good life as a slug. So that's why I don't believe in that. But I sort of just believe that you just can't kind of come back as someone or something else. Mm. And it's nothing to do with this life, and there's no like remnants of this life. It's just that like when a new person is born and a new consciousness com- consciousness comes into play, then you kind of transfer. It kind of winds me up the the arrogance of the thought that um, a human is better than a slug. Like we we live in completely like we're almost in different realms of of existence. You know, even though we share the same space and time. Like, a slug doesn't want what a human wants, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's completely different. Why is one better than the other? Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I don't, necess- I don't feel like reincarnation in that sense makes, you know, I'm, it's just, it doesn't work. I think that's definitely, it's, it's another one of the, one of those stories that's more about morals than actually actual facts. It's more, yeah. it's more scaring you into leading this, this really good, pure life. Mm-hmm. When realistically, um, when when these religions were first about, the the laws and life were a hundred percent different. You know, yeah, like, yeah. 
if, if there weren't prisons, of, for example, of course, of course, and like we, what what constitutes a good life? Because a good life, uh, leading a, a good innocent life, two thousand years ago, is not the same as today. I mean, look what you could do two thousand. You could you could you, those adults marrying children that many years ago, which was absolutely unfortunately, fine. bro. This still is. Of, of course, of course, but I mean to uh, to the point where the the whole world saw it as acceptable, mm-hmm. yeah. not not just certain cultures, but like yeah. So what 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 constitutes a good life? You know, what constitutes leading this life? Because I doubt um, any higher being has changed their mind on what's good and bad. Yeah since the earth was created so i i i don't really believe in that um personally i believe as long as i don't break anybody or any living things peace don't break the peace that's me living a good life yeah i just like i think what you're saying something like attitudes change and therefore like that's why like, these like religion based um theories of afterlife yeah um ideas about your the afterlife don't work because when this sort of like came to fruition and stuff and people, you know, believed, you know, you do this, this and this, you go to heaven, you do this, this and this, you go to hell, you know, whatever. Now, like, even people of that religion would probably disagree. You know, you get a lot of people who say, you know, I am X religion, but I don't necessarily agree with this. Yeah. So it's like, so what, so if it's constantly in flux, then, you know, you can't have an actual idea of what the afterlife is or, you know, any sort of your religious concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Because I always think in a, in, in a lot of like uh, Christianity and Catholicism, um, it's it's like life is purgatory, right? You you live on this earth to be judged on whether you should go to the realm of heaven or the realm of hell, like. So then, like, what what's kind of the point? Do, do, do I, am I making any sense? I think I know what you're saying. Yeah, like, it's like a test. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like is, life this is, is a the test. Stage. This is the free trial. Yeah, we start paying to play. I don't like that thought. That like life's a test because like, what's the, what's the point? Like, I believe that like uh, where we we have to, you know, we're, we're presented with the universe presents us with lessons that we've got to learn, we've got to grow, but that's for our own personal gain. Like, I I don't believe somebody's actually like. Like you've got to, you've got to complete this test before you can go on to the next stage. Yeah. Like, and um, I always think that heaven and hell are like our mental states. Like, I feel like you can live in in a heavenly place, um, and and you can see that with like, my best example is is with monks versus homeless. Like, the, on this on on paper, there's not much difference between a monk and a homeless in like what they have and 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 things like that. But when you look at them, one of them uh, blesses the life and the other one sees the life as a burden. One of them is living in a heavenly place. One of them is living in a, a horrific place. Um, so that that's where I think heaven and hell comes from. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah, I agree. So like, it's like a, a human construct yeah. in the mind, yeah. I, I think when it, when it comes to like past this body and past this this realm like we we are just one there is there is no separation there's no bad and good you know nobody's labeled as a good person nobody's labeled as a bad person we're just we're simply just energy ex- living um an a, an existence that 
you know, to to learn, to grow. Um, but but at the end of the day, we are one. Like that's that's kind of my opinion on that. Yeah. Well. Um, I think we're only about half an hour in, so I was wondering if uh, we want to take a break and kind of recap our thoughts and, and come back and do maybe another 20 minutes yeah. on it. Perfect, yeah. Right, so we're back after our short um, short break, back on subject. Going to talk about um, more of, like, actual ghost sort of stories now because um, we, I think we ran a bit dry, and I know I'm getting the impression that none of us have had many encounters. But during the break, I did remember something of mine, which is surprising because I'm the one that's on about not believing at all. <clears throat> um, and then we're also going to like look at some ghost stories that we've all looked at online. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about the one that I had. Um, this was in high school. Um, I can't remember what year I was in, maybe year nine. And um, it's when we sort of had like a relatively like large group of friends and we went round to one of their houses and um the this person's house it, it was quite quite big but it was like a new build like it were a modern house um and um they wanted to do a ouija board and this is the first and only time i ever did a ouija board um because even at that point i was like yeah but a ouija board you know someone's pushing it and then everyone just kind of follows follows it with their movement, you know, like, it only takes someone to have, like, a little gesture and then everyone kind of follows it and thinks it's actually doing something. Um, but we did it and, you know, we did the sort of classic, is is a, there a ghost here? Yes. What is your name? I can't remember what the name were, but it started, it, like, it made sense. It looked, I think it was, like, a CHA. And so, yeah. you know, that could be, like, Charlie or Charlotte or... Yeah. I don't know, whatever. Um, but everyone, like, freaked out and stopped. And I was like, all right, I'm scared. And then um, this person's house, um, I can't remember exactly the story, if it was the fact that where this house was built or the previous owner of this house, um, but she said that there were a ghost um, of, like, a man um, who used to live there. And um, they wanted to do the Ouija board again, and I was like, nah, I'm, <laughs> I'm all right. Um, but they did it um, in, like, this, like, closet room, sort of, like, a really, really small room. And then when they were doing it, the glass smashed. And um, so I were outside the room with like some of the other mates, and um, they were doing it, and I just said everyone starts screaming, and I was like, oh, you know, it, it's just happened again, you know, they're starting to spell a name out or something, but um, glass smashed just under the hands, and I'm like, all right, that's pretty creepy, um, you know, it was just like a sort of um, what do you call it, uh, like a sherry glass, so like a small wine glass, um, so it was so, like pretty like thick, you know. <coughs> Um, you alright Sam? Yeah, sorry about that. Do you need to call? I'm trying to hold that. <coughs> <coughs> I should have had that cigarette. Um, yeah, so it weren't like a particular like flimsy glass or anything, you know, quite big. Um, so for it to just snap, well, not snap, just shatter completely is, um, that freaked me out. And then, um, when I, I was walking home, it was like a 15 minute walk home. I was so paranoid that there was someone walking behind me constantly. And then, um, to walk home, I'd have to go down like this sort of back way, not not like a ginnel as such, but like um, it was like a path that was just between houses, and um, I was so paranoid. And then when I got in bed, do you ever have those dreams where like you you don't feel like you're fully asleep and you feel like you're kind of controlling your dream a bit, but not like lucid dreaming as such. You just don't feel quite fully asleep. Mm-hmm. And I was having that, and I, I was just constantly on this path with this person following me. That's like one of the closest like to like ghostly encounters I've had, I think. 
What I find interesting about the glass smashing is like you can smash glass with like a really high pitched noise, like like frequency, which yeah. is kind of what I was kind of saying with the um there are there are, there are things that we can't hear, that we can't see, but just that's just with that outside of our threshold, you know? Um and like sound is one of those and you know, you it, it, we all know that, like, if you if you if you reach a, a resonance with with a wine glass, you can shatter yeah, it. Yeah, like, the, there is yeah. a certain note that I think is it the C note or something, C sharp, something like that. No idea, but um, I know what you're referring to. Yeah, but it's yeah. like I know that you could see, you know, maybe people like resting their hands on this glass too firm and stuff. But it's like it just seems a bit weird for it to like smash. You know, like I feel like you could press down on a glass pretty firm. Like, no, when you're doing a Ouija board, everyone's really lightly touching it anyway. You know, no one's like pushing the hand down on the glass, yeah. then it's not going to move. Was it proper? Was it? Did you see the glass? Yeah, I'd used it before. It was just a normal. Can you explain what how it looked like? Was it like completely shattered into little shards? Or was um, it... it was just like sort of not not like completely shattered into like a mess, but like just into like several pieces. You know, like as a um, someone like knocks it over, like on a table or something. Like when Tom knocked his glass over. Okay. Um, yeah. So just like sort of like largish pieces. <laughs> okay. So yeah, um in the um I, I'm scared to death of Ouija boards. Like yeah. I really am. Just not necessarily that I, I think um you know, he's gonna a ghost is moving the Ouija board. I'm scared of like inviting something that, that may be sinister or dark yeah. um in into an environment where, where where I live or where somebody may live, um, I just think it, if there is an element of risk in that, it's not worth the risk. No. Well, that's a, that's a good point actually. What you said about um, inviting them in, like, because there's that all there's that like sort of thing with like the classic vampire is that they can't get into your house unless you invite them. Mm. So if that's like something that runs through like a lot of supernatural things, then you know. <clears throat> Maybe the reason that there aren't ghosts everywhere is because people who don't believe in them don't let them in. They don't let them infiltrate their sort of like consciousness or their like their reality. That's, I mean? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, obviously, in the break, we we did a little bit of research, and um, I've got something to share that's kind of similar to that. That's yeah. like, um, do you have to be on that wavelength to invite it in, or? Um, is it a figment of the imagination because you, you, you're thinking of ghosts? Um, in an article on a website called theconversation.com, the article is titled um, The Top Three Scientific Explanations for Ghost Sightings, and I'm just going to go to one of them. Uh, do you mind if I read it out? No, go for it. Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, one classic study saw participants visiting five main areas of a theatre before completing a questionnaire to assess their feelings and perceptions. Prior to the tour, one group was told the location was haunted, while the other group was informed the building was under renovation. Unsurprisingly, participants that were told the place was haunted experienced far more intense experiences similar to those of paranormal happenings. Verbal suggestion has also been shown to increase paranormal perceptions, as shown in research in on science phenomena, paranormal key bending and psychic reading, especially when suggest suggestion is consistent with existing paranormal beliefs. And that is like, is 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 one group of people 
inviting the possibility of ghosts and therefore, um, you know, bringing them in? Or is it all just in the mind and, beca and because they're looking for a ghost, they're finding something to yeah. look at? I think that's the same with, like, aliens as well. You know, like, people who claim to have seen aliens. Like, if you stare at the sky long enough, you'll probably see something that resembles a UFO. Yeah, well, um, you, have you ever done it on a clear night and seen shooting stars? Well, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah like, I, def I definitely agree, and that's one of the main things for me, what I said earlier on, like what you've just been saying, is that if you said to someone, yeah, we're going to this place, it's haunted, and that person's sort of susceptible to believing it, then they will find ghostly happenings and such. Mm. Um, it's paranoia. Yeah, and I yeah. just wonder if that is an essence of inviting ghosts into a room or or if it's um, actually just, well, that's what you're thinking about, so that's what yeah. you'll see. And I think that kind of ties back to a lot of stuff with human nature because, like, if anything explicable happens, it, humans want to, like, find the easiest solution. And that's, like, why you, like that sort of ties into, like, a lot of, like, racist issues and stuff. Like, people naturally just want to find the quickest, you know, that's why. So, like, easiest things to go, like, if you go to, a, like, a building that's completely empty and you're hearing all these weird sounds and, like, it just feels a bit weird, then, you know, you, humans want to attach something to it and, like, easiest thing is just to be like, oh, it's a ghost. Mm. Rather than going through, like, the rationale and the logistics yeah. and, like, every other possible, like, circumstance that could be making these things happen that you're experiencing, it's just too much. It's just too easy to, like, forget and just think, oh, fuck, there's a ghost. You know, mm -hmm. it's kind of like um, <coughs> so at my house uh, when I was younger, uh, I used to always be kind of scared of the boiler. Like the boiler would make noises in the night. You yeah. know, like that is I quite normal. And like for God for like, because um, I've always lived in the same house. It was actually being built when I was born. Um, my brother was like sat, used to sit in the diggers and stuff whilst they were making the house. Oh, so wow. uh, before that, it was all fields. It was just playing fields. So yeah. No real, um, his, no historical significance of the grounds, nothing that would ever suggest anything was happening there. However, like recently, we've had that that boiler taken out. It was the same boiler from from when it was built till this, uh, just halfway through last year. And now that I can't hear the boiler making weird noises in the night, I can hear creaks in my attic now instead. And stuff like that. so I guess I'm just making exception for that now you know if you get what i mean like yeah. my mind is just thinking okay I, have, I can't that's not a ghost anymore i can't blame the boiler and then it's like i'm starting hearing all these other sounds now and i'm like oh god there's something in the attic that sort of thing yeah 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 i, I, I had very similar um thing to that because I, I at my home back home um, I'd sleep in the same room as boiler as well and when the boiler would be off I'd literally hear the exact same you know like creaks in the attic and I used to think I didn't think it would go so I thought it were monsters yeah. <laughs> but you know it's the same sort of thing as what you're saying it's like you attach you know when really your attic's going to be creaky anyway because your temperature's always changing and shit you know mm. that, yeah 100% like most like creaks and bumps I think here is due to like heating systems and stuff yeah piping any, yeah. anything can just kind of yeah. I remember when we were younger I used to I'd, I'd, I was getting creeped out in the middle of the night because I could um, I could hear like footsteps but not footsteps not very loud footsteps but I could hear like scramblings from up in my attic yeah and I was convinced and convinced that it was a ghost convinced it was a ghost convinced convinced myself as well that there was someone living up there like even though the whole place is covered in fiberglass you couldn't live up there and it turns out it was just a, a squirrel 
Oh. I chewed through my um, uh, got through the gutter in and in, into the roof and then was just living in my attic, <laughs> just causing mayhem and you know scaring me as a child yeah, and whatnot. But I was I was adamant it was a ghost until obviously got the exterminator exterminator around and there's this this squirrel shaped hole <laughs> in the side of the, in the side of the roof that he'd just been yeah i want to see your lot chasing a squirrel in the attic oh no you, this is the thing you can't even we, we couldn't it was dealing with it was really difficult so you couldn't go up there because as i say the whole floor fiberglass everywhere like you don't yeah like from the insulation and stuff like it wasn't really an attic we, we didn't use the attic you know mm. it was just it was just there like we never used it for storage or anything because you didn't want to go up there but this this squirrel and just had me believing in ghosts for, for so long just to, but then that was a rational explanation you know and that's, that's what i mean and that's like, the thing like because you do get like my cousin um she i don't know if she is now but she when we were younger um she were a massive believer in ghosts like so hard on it and she were like she said that this one experience that she had she walked into these toilets in this old pub and all cubicle doors just started like bashing, like swinging open and shut, and there were no one else in toilets and stuff. But I, and I straight away I was just like, yeah, but if you set open the door to the toilets and someone also walks into the building at the same time, chances are like a gust of wind just passing through. That's probably what happened. Yeah. That's where like my mind jumps to in situations like that. Like I never think, oh fuck, well you know there must be a gust, you know, slamming toilet doors. Because yeah. one, why? <laughs> you know, if you've got this like opportunity to come back and roam there freely as a ghost and like mess with people, is that what you're gonna do? You know, you're gonna start like kicking toilet doors in, or is it just the wind that happened to walk in at the same time as you? You know. Yeah, there's also the thing of like how how else could a ghost communicate, and like I guess it'd be pretty lonely existence being a ghost. Well, this is the thing. Like people say, if but if they've got the like ability to physically do something like move a door, then they've got the physical capability to pick up a pen. Surely. Yeah, it's interesting though, because it's like I I keep harkening back to like reality is full of frequencies and frequencies we can't see in that and like. So I've one sort of theory of uh, the the pyramids and how the pyramids were made, and that they they actually had like sound technology to 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 lift things. But I wonder like how accurate could you do it? You know, yeah. like um, I don't know. Yeah, that that's a good point, I suppose. But I don't know. Still, I feel like to just be a way to make it more clear, rather than like slamming a lot of doors or like flicking a light, you know. The lights, that's a lot of what people say as well, is like, um, if there's a ghost, you know, they might make your lights flicker and stuff. Mm. Well, I know a common trend with ghosts is uh, freeze. Um, like, um, if experiencing knockings, um, like freeze, um, that all dates to religion. Obviously, there's the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy mm. Spirit, and everything comes at free, the witching hours at free. Yeah. Um, like... So yeah, I mean, three. I think three is probably the most powerful number. Um, if you think of like reality, reality is made up of threes. You've got space, time, and matter, and then each of those three is made up of three. Matter is made up of solid, gas, and liquid. Time is made of future, past, and present, and um, space is made of length, width, and height. Like 
everything is three, three lots of three, lots of three. It just like unravels in this way, and like the Fibonacci cycle as well is um, two to one, which is which is three, and and nature tends to work in that way. Three is a crazy number. So yeah, um, Sam, um, you in in the break we did a little bit of research, right? Yeah, I um, I remembered um, when I went to the Isle of Wight. Um, that it's actually deemed the most haunted island in the world. Um, we went on a few ghost tours whilst we were there, which weren't, they weren't trying to be, um, they weren't really trying to be, like, make you believe in the existence of ghosts. They were more telling, it was like a dramatised um, retellings of famous ghost stories across the island. For example, there was like a, a woman in a, a blue dress that like um, just march around. Um, they've got like a like a big sort of manor house there. I can't remember what, exactly what it's called and whatnot. And then like the actors would just there'd be a woman dressed in a blue dress as he was talking through it. So it's just one of them sort of things. A bit of a tourist thing, but like uh, so, this woman in the blue dress was she mooching about outside? Yeah, she was. Um, I believe with that story, um, she was supposed to be getting married and um, I don't know, she was very, it's kind of like runaway bride sort of situation, however, I believe they found her dead. Um, but either way, like the research that I'd, um, that I'd done over the break um, was with regards to why um, it's the, the most haunted island in the world and it turns out Actually, in 1977, there was a lady who wrote a ghost story into the paper, and it was about um, Charles I. And she, because Charles I uh, famously visited the Isle of Wight, and um, apparently his head, obviously, because Charles I, a little bit of backstory for those of you who don't know, was um, an English king who was overthrown by the people and government disbanded and he was actually beheaded um but either way um this head appeared and then once uh, this lady had sent this lady uh, this letter to the newspaper and this article was published everyone loved it and then all of a sudden there was just waves and waves of ghost stories on the island okay. coming into the newspapers so mm. out of nowhere every single part of the island i mean the isle of Wight, you can drive around it around the whole island yeah, in yeah a that's the hours. tt race right yeah the, yeah in a couple of hours so it's not it's not huge however every little district within the isle of Wight is has a has a haunted location has a has a haunted place now now you could say that's everyone jumping on the bandwagon of oh she, she's written a story that's maybe got a little bit of money out of it i'm just going to send in this this other false story or it could be that everyone was so scared of not being believed that once they saw that, that first story and people were actually believing it and stuff, everyone was like, okay, I can finally, I'm not going to seem crazy if I tell this story now. It's like yeah. the Me Too campaign. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. basically. I, I always get a bit worried when it's like, well, a bit pessimistic, when it's, it's a tourism thing. And it's yeah. like, yeah. I was trying to think, what what does the Isle of Wight produce? How How does it get its economy and, and I think it is tourism, you know, like the oh, Isle of Wight Festival yeah. and and then like these races that happen there and stuff. So like in a place that lives off tourism to create an attraction really, 
this yeah. all these ghost stories have kind of become an attraction for tourists yeah. makes me kind of think 100%. that it's a money thing because like when you go over there um oh you you've got like uh you've got like certain attractions you've got the the needles which are like um the, the mountain area but that that is beautiful to see they've got like different colored sand naturally oh across wow the beach yeah it's it's beautiful um they've got um black gang chine which is like a children's um i want to say amusement park there's not very many rides it's very walk around there's like a haunted house there and there's a that that sort of theme park like and other than that they don't have anything particularly for adults and for teenagers for entertainment so i think that also a like adds to the the horny thing and literally everywhere you go there's there's 101 different ghost tours for an island so small okay you know which is as you say it's a bit it's a, it's a bit skeptical at that point because it does just seem like you can't and this is the thing these stories that they tell a lot of them are different on yeah. the different tours you go on even though they're in the same areas so you've got to think right how how much haunting and paranormal activity can happen on an island with a very small population yeah you know i suppose it's like what we were saying um sort of about you know if there's likes if you believe something's there then you know you'll find it so maybe mm-hmm. like isle of white's been you know branded as this haunted place they've got a lot of recognition for the hauntings and stuff um from like what this woman did you know if people living there like are aware of that then they might be like picking up on stuff as well um, mm-hmm. and like just attaching it to that and that's sort of like then turned into like a mob mentality sort of thing of like everyone's believing it so i'm gonna end up seeing something and you know then you do and then you've got this sort of thing where everyone where everywhere's haunted um you tend what, to attract what you think right yeah um one that i looked at um i've decided to find one um about here in sheffield um this is apparently from phil sheffield um from film sheffield no his name is phil <laughs> oh, okay uh, hi phil yeah uh, i've no idea how old this is it looks like an old website but um he said um that he recently, Maybe it's haunted. He recently moved house up to the new David Wilson Homes. I don't know if you know what that is. No. Um, I will live on a large green, and there is a single tree which exists from before the housing development took place. We were having a few friends around for a meal, and I just happened to be passing the window. Outside on the green was a youngish-looking man in a white straight jacket. He had, es- he had escaped from the jacket and was dragging a young girl towards the road. Me and my friend ran, ran out to help her, and was told, and we told the girls to lock the door. The man looked up at us with these deranged eyes, and then we both, uh, and then both he and the body vanished. The girls were watching from the window, and bo- both saw this happen. Turns out the housing site is on the old grounds of an isolation hospital, and one of the patients, John William Timmons, had been sent to the mental ward in Wing A because of acute schizophrenia. He had been murdering local girls as he felt females were the work of of evil. I have never heard this story until after that night when I decided to do some research. I will never forget the expression he gave me before uh, they vanished. That's a massive coincidence, and I tend to not really believe in coincidences. Um, and it kind of reminds me of the story I was telling in the first half of the train running through the house. Yeah, that's what I sort of tied it back to, like, but... 
it's weird because like you know this one guy saying you know, oh yeah I saw this happen but like do you believe him do you believe that he did and then he says like oh yeah all my friends saw it as well but yeah because it's the internet it's so easy to disregard but assume let's assume that he's yeah, telling the let's truth let's give him the benefit of the doubt yeah um, there's it's like really crazy ha- but how was he dragging somebody in a straight jacket no he said he, well, he had the straight jacket on but, he'd escaped, but he'd escaped the like ties of it so his arms oh, were free but he still okay. had the jacket on so like the belts were kind of just yeah, loose yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and stuff that that would make a hell of a like horror villain that yeah it's probably yeah. done <laughs> yeah but um yeah like for, but this is another thing it's like this sort of argument of like a ghost sinister or are they just whatever just or chilling. is it does the environment record events? Oh, yeah. I feel like that, to me, is probably, like, the most likely situation of, like... But it's still weird. It's still weird for, like, someone to actually believe that they're looking at a person right now who's not actually there. Yeah, one of the things that stands out in that story was, is the tree, and the tree was there from before. So if, like, the the environment... Um, can we hear something? I've got an alarm going off. Okay. Ooh. I can just hear that slight move. Just yeah, yeah, no, I can hear it. It sounds like an ice cream van. Yeah, I thought that. <laughs> Sam's um, exited the room and is now going to get murdered by a load of ghosts. Yeah. Um, no, it's cool. Thanks, thanks for turning it off. So, um, yeah, the... The tree stands out to me. The the tree was there before the house. Um, and going back to, can the environment record events? Well, the tree is a part of the environment that that could have recorded such an event. And especially like it, like that girl being chased and and the guy. There would have been a lot of energy there. There would have been a lot of negative, you know, there would have been fear, there would have been anger, you know, some really dark energy, something mm. that could have been absorbed by said environment. Yeah. I guess the weird thing about that is, though, like, what that article says is that, um, or that this guy says, rather, is that he saw um, this guy dragging the girl but the location was in the asylum where he would have been kept, not where he probably would have got this girl. So why is he seeing, like, the manifestation of, like, his wrongdoings in the place where he weren't doing it? Do you know what I mean? So, like, if an environment is recording it, why is it not just showing him in his cell or whatever, or him just... Or why is it not just him, you know, sort of there? Why is it showing it in such a way? That's where I think maybe he's looked this story up before. He's, um seen this apparition i believe yeah a lot of um a lot of people say with paranormal experiences especially when it's on the the grounds of of somewhere like so a hospital let's say um take example of the hospital in sheffield um the ground that that was built on at one point wasn't as high as it should have been well as it is now and it's been built up on top of like there's now a car park on above it. However, this hospital actually goes underground, technically, because yeah. what the ground it was built on at the time. Now, if if it's is a, this Hallamshire? Um, yeah, yeah, the Royal Hallamshire. The, yeah, yeah. Now, if a spirit was to manifest itself exactly where it should be doing it, a lot of people say um, legs and stuff should be cut off. You know, because yeah. the the mm. ground's been built up since then. Now, 
if hit this this man has seen this thing walking down the street, that doesn't particularly make sense, you know, because like that isn't that isn't where that should be, you know. Yeah. Realistically, he should be half calf. He should be walking towards where a door sh- used to be, but it's now a brick wall and just walking straight through it, you know. Yeah, mm, it's interesting, but like uh, there's kind of a lot of studies, especially with like. Um, metaphysics and stuff that like um reality is kind of an illusion that you unravel in your mind like um the double split theory kind of um kind of proves that like um an object requires to be observed in order to to be the way it is like electrons react differently when they're not being observed so then like uh, when you are observing this phenomena perhaps it reacts in a way for you to understand what it is like it's it's there for you to observe it's there because you are observing it and if you weren't if a tree falls down when no one can hear it does it make a sound you know that 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 kind of thing so like it wouldn't make sense and therefore um you know would would react differently because of the way you observe it like is is the ghost like is if it going back to if it's a recording um is it really like happening or is it because you're observing it that it's playing? What is very interesting is that two people saw it. Well, apparently four. Four? It claims that four people saw it. Because he says there's him and his friend who go outside and then tell the girls. I think he meant the wives. Um, oh. Either way, what, well, it could have been dolls, I suppose. But yeah, he tells the girls to wait inside and apparently the two girls saw it from the window as well. Are there any sources on there? Right, cool. No, it's just like a list of people's accounts. Oh, okay. It just says like Phil and then his paragraph and then blah, 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 blah. Oh, fair. I don't know. These things can never be proved, can they? Yeah. It's, all, it's all speculation. The worst thing about it as well is, is we've come to a time where everyone has smartphones. Um, you, be, you would believe everyone would be catching these events. However, now everyone's so open well close-minded to the idea of ghosts that if 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 you were to upload a video on facebook you know a hundred percent you've got 50 50 percent of people instantly saying it's fake and you know i mean you you, you've used camera skills or you've because you can edit you can with a with a computer program you can make a ghost yeah we could do it and that's why i don't think there's ever going to be a a worldwide believement in ghosts because everyone needs the proof that everyone needs to have their own personal experience to have that proof and there's so many people that don't have the experience or don't and then even then the about 50 percent of those people will just put it down to that that wasn't real that there's something else i can't explain it but it was something else, you know. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a ghost. I know what you mean. It's like, um, uh, I, was it 2016's Jungle Book? I think that came out in 2016. Anyway, like that was so believable, and everything was done on a computer that it just makes me think anything on a TV screen can't really be believed as fact. Yeah, it can't be evidence. Does like, um, fuck off. Yeah, like with an example like Paul Walker, like the way they managed to CGI using uh, the face of his brother yeah. and another actor and make make him you, you can as you say you can create anything mm. yeah literally there's this picture that um on another article that we're flicking through um everyone's favorite buzzfeed um just the people's accounts again and um this says 
One day during a break in class, a friend of mine put his head down and took a quick nap. I took this photo to show some other friends who were in another classroom. When I took the photo, nobody in the room was standing. There was nobody behind me who could who could have cast a shadow, and there was nobody walking in the classroom. And then that's the picture. Can I see? Yeah. So the picture that we're seeing, it's like it's just a picture of a class, and then there's a bright light on the back wall, and there's a shadow of like a. Well, it looks like a woman. Mm. Interestingly, um, the, the, it doesn't look like it's a shadow on the wall, though it looks like a shadow in, 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 think, in free space. I just think it's because it's really like overexposed, though, if you look at that wall. If yeah. you look how bright it is. But, like, I feel like the light is behind that image, which said, makes me think that it's superimposed. It says that um, no one stood up, but there's someone stood up there as well. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And um, also, like... When you're taking a picture, you're only looking at your phone or looking at whatever you're using to take the picture. Like, you don't know what's going on behind you. Like, it says there's no one behind him, but anyone could have walked past at any point. Did he... It, wait, does he... Had he seen this and taken a picture of it? No, it, it, this just appeared on the, on the picture. So he was just taking a picture of his friend who was laid down at the front. Oh, OK. So he's taking the mic out of his mate who fell yeah. asleep in class. OK, yeah, I get why he's... he's had this. Yeah, and it's like... Image. It is like claiming, yeah, no one were walking around, like no one was stu stood up or whatever, but probably were, if you do. Yeah, you're, you're not aware of your surroundings when you're taking yeah. pictures. Not that much anyway. Realistically. In a busy class be. as well. Yeah. And like, I don't know, it's just one of them. It's interesting. I once uh, had a friend tell me that like, if you put your camera onto negative, that like, um, you see, you can, you've got the potential of seeing ghosts, whereas you couldn't otherwise. Um, and he was very into ghosts, and he was like saying, "Ghosts want to be seen. That's why they're they're around. That's why they make noises. That's why they follow people because they want." I guess he was like saying, "Like ghosts want to know that they're there, that they that they are something." Yeah, you know, if you're kind of stuck in this this realm of existence where you can't be seen, like, but if you put your camera onto negative, that's how you can see them. And don't I don't particularly believe that. I've never yeah, actually checked. It's but just a filter, though, isn't it? Like, why would that make a difference? I don't. I don't know. But there is a picture I saw a long time ago, and um, it's it's a family picture, and this little girl is crying. She's crying the whole party. Oh, I think I've seen this. I think I know what you're on about. Have you? And she's saying that this little boy is picking on her, and she's like the only child there, like at that age, and like obviously she's she's female, so people are thinking that like, what is she got an imaginary friend or something? When you put that picture into negative, there is a little boy stood next to her. Uh, that's pretty creepy. And it's like, it, it, it is just a JPEG image that you flip it into negative and this boy appears, which is, which is pretty crazy. Now. Could you get that um, Oh, Maybe. Uh, move maybe. on to the next topic. I'll try and find yeah, it. Um, I was going to say something, I kind of forgot. Um, just make a point oh. of if there are any ghosts out there that want to use me to be seen please don't yeah <laughs> but if you want to come on the podcast just uh oh, drop us drop us an email or uh, yeah. you know you can find us stuff um yeah, yeah the thing that scares me most w with this whole sort of situation though is kids and dogs because to say dogs can see spirits like mm -hmm. that's a like when dogs like start like going mental or something in gardens and nothing there. Oh, that terrifies like, when, me. When they freak out in middle of night and stuff, but there's just nothing there. And then looking at the corner of your room. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Oh, don't do that. Um, and there's like. Um, well, dogs have a wider frequency. Going back to what I was saying before, like the dog whistle, for example. Yeah. Um, and 
does this one uh, does this one uh, anecdote on um, this BuzzFeed article again? Um, it's called Twenty Two Unbelievable but Real Horror Stories That Will Scare the Shit Out of You um, on BuzzFeed. The first one, the dog who sees spirits. This is um, some uh, from a girl called Victoria Kohler. Uh, she says, my dog has a nasty habit of scratching the door in the middle of the night. One evening, she wouldn't stop scratching the door for any reason. After calling her five times, I threw a pillow at the door to make her stop. That that was when that's when she barked right from beside me. She'd be next to me the whole time. That's a pretty creepy one. Oh, if it, again, if it's real. Um, so that's not about dogs seeing spirits necessarily. That's just about her seeing the spirit of a dog scratching the door. Yeah. Um, which is pretty freaky. Um, but again, like you know, it's one of these things where you're on your own, and you know your mind drifts. You know, some people might just see shit, just because oh, that's, that's how they're like made up. But um, yeah, the dog thing scares me. Like kids, you know, oh, like when sure, kids yeah. said the scene stuff. This that's the, just this is the thing. My kid is not having any imaginary friends. I don't. I don't care. Um, <laughs> none of them are allowed to be called Billy either, because Billy just seems to be the most common used name of children in horror, and yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not risking. You're it. not about it. There's a, there, again, there is this other one um, on the website that were sort of about people in our area. I'll just see if I can find it about a girl who saw something when she was young. Um, so this was someone from actually from Barnsley, um, which is where I'm from. And um, she says, when I was about 11 slash 12, me and my mum moved into a new house in Barnsley. On, on our own, on our own, it was a three-bed three house, two normal-sized bedrooms and one small. Everything was okay, but the... Uh, oh, wait, I think this is the wrong one, sorry. I'm struggling, yeah, sorry, that's the wrong one. I'm struggling to find this picture. Um, I remember it was when I worked in Maplin and Teesside, so we're talking 2010. Um, and the guy who showed it me uh, wasn't willing to share it. Um, I don't know if that, that sounds kind of suspicious, thinking back that he, he wouldn't send me the picture. Um, but he claimed to know this particular family. Oh. Um, I have no reason to believe in his character that he was like a compulsive liar, but I've also no reason to believe that it's true. Um, I'll keep looking. I don't know how to word it. Like, if this said picture and he's telling the truth was, was a family that he knew it potentially was never really uploaded to anything. Yeah. Um, if you want to keep looking, I found that one I meant to find. It's from Sheffield, sorry, not Barnsley. And it says, um, this is from a, a girl. Uh, I've I've got a bit of a sixth sense, and when we moved into a house when I was a, I told my mum that an old man had lived there and that I didn't like him because he was very mardy. I also told her that I'd that I I thought he died in a room at the front of the house. My mum obviously thought I was a lunatic, but then a couple of years ago, when I was about twenty, she told me that this guy had been round to our house saying that his granddad used to live there, but he didn't see him much because he was very mardy. I also told my mum he died in the front bedroom, which um, which was mine. My mum was freaked out, and at least now she believes things when I tell her. So... This is the thing, right? Rogan, you're a parent, so you, you'll probably be the first person to ask for this now. Um, so one of your one of your young'uns comes up to you, it's like, Dad, I've seen a ghost. This happened. This happened. You yeah. Yeah, be a good, 
That, that's that's good parenting. I, I can't stand them horror films when they're just so reluctant for the first hour of the film, and then like at the end they're just like, oh, oh, there is a ghost. And yeah. Like, yeah, you should have listened to. Well, your so kid. What, what ghost has he seen? Um, in my nan's house, which, which you've been to my nan's yeah, house, it's, yeah. it's it's an old house. Um, um, so he was saying that there was a, a big nasty man standing in the doorway. So he was quite descriptive. He had a blue coat on, um, and he didn't like him. Like the ghost didn't like Brady. Um, and I told him, I'm, I'm not sure if I should have shared my boy's name on on oh, the podcast, cool. but um, it, it it's all right. I won't. Um, anyway. So he, I, I, I told um, Brady that like um, he was, uh, he was safe with Daddy, and I kind of tried to make it lighthearted and was like, um, shouted at the ghost and said, "Go away from my, you know, my my little boy and all that," and it settled him and and he went to sleep and that. It's happened a couple of times. Not every time he stays at my nan's. He likes to go to my nan's and he's okay going to bed. It was especially when he was. Younger than two, um, now he's about four. So it doesn't really happen anymore. Um, l- my other child, who's two years younger and is now almost two, um, he's never said it. Um, um, Brady used to call. I never called him a ghost. I don't know if he knows the concept of a ghost. He used to call him a monster. He used to call this big man monster daddy. Um, yeah, like, um, I'm unable to see it. Like, um, I don't know as far, like, he's, Brady's never said that this ghost has, like, approached him or touched him or entered the the door, which, like, now I'm thinking of this podcast and I'm kind of deconstructing it. Like, do do they need inviting? You know, yeah, and, and we, yours, you know. Yours waiting at your to, door, right? Yeah. To be accepted, yeah. There's a lot of stuff on here about, like, the, just coming to doorways and shit, you yeah. know. Um... And but we, and this is an I've li- I remember another like um sorry not personal experience but experience that kind of is like takes place in my life is that um I used to work in a pub, in a in like a what kind of was a working men's club and is now just like a social club but it's like it's really big, um they've got like a stage room and a bar they've got like a snooker room and then a, another like function room and then there was like loads of little rooms for like you know, if we have a band round they have like a little green room sort of situation. Yeah. And um, it used to be, um, so like you walk in, the bar's on your left and the stage is at the end. Next to the bar there's a door and then you can go into the snooker room and there's another door that leads you into like another function room. But back in the day, um, when I was really young, um, this, uh, the snooker rooms were one big room. It weren't, it weren't a function room and a snooker room, it was just a big snooker room full of snooker tables, like four snooker tables, I think. And... Um, the my friend um my friend's dad is the owner of the club and like him and his sister and brother work there and um his sister once told me that when she was little um and like apparently the, the, the everyone in the family's seen this ghost this guy comes in dressed in all black goes into the snooker room um and then it just never comes out and then they go and have a look and he's gone and it, like she's seen it before and then a brother's seen it and like someone else has seen it apparently as well just comes in, doesn't order a drink, walks through the door, walks into the snooker room, and then um, at the end of the day, he's just disappeared. He'd never, never seen walking back out or anything. 
Um, but they they always used to swear blind to me, my friend and his sister, that that place were haunted. And it never really got busy and to be like, I'd spend a lot of hours on myself in there. And I was pretty scared. Like, like I said, I don't believe, but like, I just, I'm scared of like the concept of something being there and you know, like you freak, you freak yourself out a bit. And the reason I'm tying that into people being invited, like if it's a place of business, if it's a bar, you know, then you are invited, right? You're a customer, you like. Yeah. So that's it's, maybe why they just waltz straight in and through. If um, it's considered a public house. Yeah, yeah, literally. Um, and uh, I always like, just, oh, I don't know, it just freaks me out, like in the corner of my eye, I'd like, I think I'd see stuff moving, but like, again, because I'm trying, I don't let myself believe it, I'm like, no, it's just something. Yeah. But it, the concept's there, and like people who are interested might believe, might have said to me that, you know, you did see ghosts and stuff. And because it's such an old building, you know, and there's a lot of old people that go, and like they love it, all old people that go love it, so, you know, chances of them dying, wanting to go back, you know, it's not unlikely. Yeah, well, um, I I think we're reaching towards the end of of the podcast. We're running at about an hour and fifteen minutes currently, so um, I just like to ask Sam, do you believe in ghosts now? I'm still on the fence. Yeah, um, I need. Uh, I don't need. Uh, I don't want particularly evil, but something's gotta something's gotta happen to me. Touch wood. I'm probably gonna you know. My laptop's gonna fly through the air and hit me in the face tonight. I'm not sure. I don't know. But and then, would you even ignite? Would you even believe it? Would you be like, oh? Um, um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be straight at the church tomorrow, being christened. <laughs> if, um, if anything like that happened, yeah, I would completely change my life. Uh, okay, and Joe, what's your take? Um. I don't know, it's definitely, like, opened my mind up a little bit to sort of what you were saying about, like, environments recording, like, um, different aspects. Because I'm kind of with you on the idea that, you know, like, time is sort of one, is, like, one sort of one moment and everything can kind of happen. And, like, especially what the story you said about your mum, you know, having, like, a really panicky dream about a train and then finding out that the trains used to pass through the, the houses and stuff. Although, like, I've, I feel like I could explain that away. Uh, at the same time, it feels like it feels like a plausible scenario to me. At the same time, um, in terms of like ghosts, I think we've kind of made a bit of a revelation of you know they have to be invited in and believed in to maybe be seen, and that could either be just because if you believe in it and you know you expect to see it, then you will see it, or it might be because if they do exist, that they need to be invited in. You know, like va- vampires do or whatever. Mm. Um, I think that would be an interesting turn of conversation. What I'm going to do for... Um, oh, about yourself, I don't know, actually. Um, I'm, I'm kind of where I were. Like, in, in my mind, I can think of, like, reasons why, uh, you know, there are things we can't see, we can't hear, doesn't mean they're not there. We, we only have um, a certain perception of, um, you know, we, we what we can see is limited by, by our senses, um, you know, like... Is it the seahorse that can see seven colours, whereas we can see three uh, primary colours? So, like, you know, the, 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 there are things there that we aren't able to actually see, hear, smell, touch, taste, kind of thing. Uh, and I do believe in the existence of the soul, but do I believe that the soul exists in this realm? I don't know. Uh, am I going to say, if someone's giving me a black and white yes or no, answer on uh, do golfs exist i'm probably still going to tick the no box yeah but um 
I'm probably going to hesitate at ticking that box, if that makes any sense. I think I feel like we're all kind of on the same page. We're like, yeah. we, we don't really want to commit to either answer. No, I think we're scared of uh, if, if it was a yes, I believe. We all seem to be really... You don't want to believe in we're, it. We're not thrilled by, by the thought of ghosts if they are actually... actually makes a lot of people get excited by it. Um, because obviously it could be a happy thing for people to know that there is like loved ones still, you know, roaming around and stuff, but you know, if they're going to come and start throwing my laptop around the room and, you know... Yeah, things like poltergeist and that, I'm, 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 I'm not happy about that. Like, <laughs> I'm a be-moving house kind of thing, I'm burning the thing down, yeah, like... Definitely. Uh, cool. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for listening, yeah. guys. Um, if you... If anybody can find the picture that I'm talking about, it's, a, it's of a family, the little girl is crying, they're, they're outside, I can kind of vividly picture it. And you flip it to negative, and there's a little boy there, um, just a little bit shorter than the girl. Uh, he's kind of got black scruffy hair. Um, please reach out and 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 let us see that. Uh, but yeah. you know, I, d I don't know if it's even out there. You know, I, I think maybe just a few select people have seen it. Yeah, that's uh, until next episode where we. Don't know what we're going to talk about yet. Yeah, hopefully there won't be such a gap between episodes, but, you know, yeah. we're busy people. Yeah, I think we are, we do have a few, like, stuff that we all kind of want to talk about. It's just finding what's best for the day, isn't it? So. Aliens. I am down for aliens. We wanted to do aliens this week, but um, I said that I feel like we need more prep for aliens because oh. there's a bit of science that we've got to, like, discuss as well with aliens. And of course. Yeah, um, I, I'd like to do aliens um, when... Yeah, we've got the egg. Like we we're, we're currently but <laughs> we're, we're currently creating a sci-fi comedy, um, a horror about an alien egg. So it'd be a bit cool to tie that yeah. in and do a little bit of promotion for that short film. I mean, we could still do it early, but yeah, sweet. Cool. Thank you, guys. Uh, much love. Bye.